Elliot, this first film that you're bringing to the table is one that's going to take us to Lagos, Nigeria, which we've learned a lot about the music of here on Culture Shift, but not so much the film. That's kind of the role of the DFT is to bring these films from around the globe. So go ahead and tell me the name of this movie and what it's all about. Well, the movie's called Iamofe, and it has an alternate title, which is This Is My Desire. Uh, it was made by a, a couple of relatively new filmmakers. They had done some short films before. Um, they are brothers, twin brothers, in fact, born about, I think, 30 minutes apart. These guys, Ari and Chuko Isiri, are without question a couple of the, the most gifted and really original filmmakers I have seen in some time. Uh, but at the same time, their originality does come from a tradition in filmmaking that they were exposed to when they left Nigeria to go to school in the United States, go to school in New York. And they ended up, one of the brothers ended up at Columbia University. One of the brothers ended up at New York University. And both of those, of course, are great film schools. Columbia, uh, primarily on the academic side, New York University, NYU on the production side. And ultimately, they began to write a story based on the films that they really liked. They weren't able to look at movies prior to the age uh, of eight when they were living in Nigeria. Their mom didn't want them to watch TV. She locked up the TV and said, you know, you've, you've got to be academics, wanted them both to go to law school and, and study law, and they both did. But like a lot of professionals, doctors, lawyers that I could talk about who have gone on to make films, they discovered that there was another way they wanted to express themselves that was potentially much more exciting to them. And that was going to be cinema. One of the early movies they were exposed to uh, both as, as, as students was Vittorio De Sica's The Bicycle Thief. And here again, you have something that unites a lot of the world's filmmakers when they discover that there are great stories to be told that don't necessarily require uh, seasoned professional actors. You can use casts of amateurs, but at the same time, you can tell stories of your own country that are, are not necessarily depicting beautiful conditions. The Bicycle Thief shot after World War II when Rome and, and much of Italy was impoverished and seeing terrible times. And here, when uh, the brothers returned to Nigeria, uh, when they were 22 to do national service that they were required to do, the country was, was disappointing them in, in ways um, that had to do with regime change and with lack of consistent power. And I mean that both figurative, figuratively and literally. Electricity would go out. Um, the powers that be were, were changing. And they felt that they wanted to make a film about this. But at the same time, they were drawing on the, the tradition of neorealism, the tradition of the Satyajit Ray films that they had seen, and also movies about great cities. Um, films of Robert Altman appealed to them also. And they had one story in mind about a, a guy who was trying to make his way out of Nigeria because he was too frustrated by all of the infrastructure catastrophes that were happening. And he had a job as a uh, sort of amateur electrician. Something happens when he's doing that job 
that sets the rest of the story in motion. So if you want to go to Italy, you have papers? Yes. What's going on? The way we leave this war, it's very important to Very, very important. If you are burying someone, it's good to show people that they were loved, that the lives they lived mattered. There was a subsidiary, ancillary character in the film, uh, a woman who they were eventually unhappy about the writing of. They began to, to understand that they were using her as a, as a kind of uh, cardboard caricature, um, just as the woman in the story. And they said, we've got to start from scratch. And they ended up making what is essentially two stories combined in one film, in which we see a couple of extended families who are both trying to find ways for the individual at the center to get out of Nigeria, to go to a place where they can possibly fulfill their promise more without forgetting their heritage. These two stories come together in this film in ways that are really exciting and that just sort of justify the experimentation of, of seeing movies that you haven't discovered before. I found this one watching the um, Museum of Modern Art's new directors, new films series online uh, last May. And it really knocked me out. I wanted to find out more about it. Um, bottom line is <laughs> we're showing it uh, this weekend and we're, we're really lucky because the woman who helps these two brothers to put all of this together and make it possible to get the financing and distribution for their movie was somebody who was at New York University at the time as an instructor. And they sort of ran into by accident. Her name's Melissa Adiemo. And on top of all of these other coincidences, she's going to be at the DFT Sunday. She's um, in Detroit over the weekend to do some visiting and she is going to come and see the film that she produced um, on Sunday with the DFT audience. And she'll be introducing the film at the uh, two o'clock show on Sunday, talking about this, this extraordinary world of, of independent filmmaking that is not just something that's limited to uh, people who have seen underground films in the United States. It's a worldwide movement and, and perhaps an unconscious movement, but people who feel the need to tell their stories and who are drawn to the history of cinema and are learning about the world through cinema and want to give this to others. It's a great film for fledgling filmmakers to see, uh, a great film for audiences who simply want to see what's happening now in world cinema and for audiences who, who haven't seen films made in Nigeria, who haven't seen uh, Lagos depicted in the way this film does uh, as this, this teeming metropolis that so many people are not necessarily aware of, familiar with, but will see something familiar in so much of this story about, about hardship and determination and infrastructure, yes, and um, almost institutional poverty. Uh, it's a remarkable piece of work. That's Elliot Wilhelm. He's the longtime director of the Detroit Film Theater inside of the DIA, which will be screening the film Imofe. This is my desire this weekend at the DFT. 
You can find more information about it and watch a trailer for it over at WDET.org. Elliot, thank you so much for joining us on Culture Shift. Thanks a lot, Ryan. 